0: we are live welcome back Ooh, voice not back uh blake feels better from the flu but voice not really back you, you, you don't sound that uh, for as what i was
1: anticipating and i think that some of our listeners who were paying attention on twitter you were very sick over the weekend i, I was kind of expecting when we hopped in here it was going to be a pretty pretty tough uh tough sledding for the show today but it, i mean you're you're fighting through it seems like you're doing pretty well right now yeah
0: feeling okay i mean kids not so much wife not mm. so much but uh feel better you know um was quote tweeting sex bots on 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 X <laughs> you know? I said that to my buddy
1: Sean <laughs> I was recording with him when I said that to him and he thought that was hilarious I you the times that you've done that I thought that is so goddamn funny I mean <laughs> I appreciate that you I mean because that. it's always like anytime <laughs> I see him cuz I don't really
0: check notifications unless I'm like bored right you know um but you know, like these sex bots on Twitter, like, dude, and, and oh, they're relentless. Like, it's always like, you want to come get a piece of this, and she, like, I'm like, no, and then like, <laughs> no, I have the flu, you know, like, I don't, I don't feel <laughs> too good, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, nevertheless, it's been a very interesting uh, last couple of days, Joe. It's been, a, it, it's, I've had a lot of time to read, I've had a lot of time to think because I've had some downtime. Mm-hmm. And might have been for the for the best because just being able to think and and, and read and and really th- think about where where we're in the direction of and going uh, with college football. And we'll talk about this today. It looks like the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be coming together in what you called and what we'll probably call it as some form of super league. Um, mm-hmm. But this stemming off of what feels to be the Tennessee stuff. Right, like this. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Which is why I tweeted this morning. Like, hey, hold on, just a minute now. Okay, can we just hold on? To, did I, I know the NCAA? Ha- and we had these conversations before. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if they're guilty? Like, h- hey, what if they're guilty? I okay. I
1: appreciate that. The second that you've regained en- energy, you're immediately causing problems. I mean, that's the most no, fitting just, thing that I'm you've just... done. I understand I, I understand. I, I understand. But that's not what the issue was if they were guilty of the accusation. The problem was the fact that the NCAA moving the goalposts in order to regain any footing or power. But you're absolutely right. When we talk about this, I want to bring this part up. The timing is is. Critical. The timing is important for understanding 1,000%. what the advisory committee means. This happening in light of the Florida and Tennessee situations is a blatant call out to the fact they're trying to leave, they're trying to separate. They didn't say it outright, but that doesn't come immediately after what just happened with the lawsuits, all of the countersuits and statements from the NCAA in Tennessee. That shit doesn't happen if there's no intention. To try and move on and, and and create their own college football entity, it, it's coming. The, the, and all, it's the craziest thing we've talked about it, and now we're getting it.
0: All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, I don't like the NCAA like a lot of people. You can't go out there without a third uh, a third party entity being an enforcement. You can't allow the conferences to dictate enforcement because they won't do it. And if they do it, it's gonna be it's gonna look just as unfair. Because Joe, what's gonna happen? Let me ask you this question: What's gonna happen when Auburn gets popped with something and Alabama doesn't? What's gonna happen when Michigan gets popped with something and Ohio State doesn't? My okay. my my only point in all of this is okay. And okay, we'll talk about this. All right. I I understand what they what the Big Ten and what the SEC is trying to do. Doesn't make what Michigan did any less serious. Doesn't make what Tennessee has done any less serious, Joe. So we found out this weekend that Nico Iamaavea, I- 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 okay, did not had not signed with the Spire Group before he got on that plane. Like we know that now, okay? Yeah. So, recruiting level one. Well, recruiting violation.
1: Okay, but for what you're saying here and i know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves a with, little with talking about this you're bringing up the this new entity maybe not governing as effectively as it as it could because it's not the ncaa it it has the interest in the teams being on the field and not being held off the field a lot of the stuff that arguably would be eventually legal in this new league is all the nil recruiting related stuff that's getting
0: punished right now so do you want regulation or do you not? I do want regulation, but when okay, you Okay, well let me just tell you. You can't be mad when someone says, "Okay, look, we're going to lo- we're looking into this." You can't be ma- you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and in one and not and, but and the it regulation that comes in
1: would likely come into play would enable a collective bargaining agreement and would a, an, eventually lead to some hold form on, of salary hold on, to, hold to on, hold some on. of this stuff. Hold up. on.
0: I don't have a problem with the NIL stuff with Nico or, or, or Florida. Okay. That that doesn't bother me. Don't miss and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. And so yeah. I'm just gonna say this before we get rolling on that. You know what bothers me? Did they cheat <laughs> I mean again, did they cheat? That's all I want to know okay okay
1: all right okay, I, we'll don't, I don't don't want I don't want to rehash that I,
0: I <laughs> that we kinda, didn't go in a well. way in a way we, we kind of have to because yeah. this is what it this is what sparked it. this is when it was released all, all right. right so we'll talk about the new super league or the what did they call it Joe advisory committee the, the, the advisory committee. You know, the last time that somebody put a advisory committee together, you know what they called it, right? What? The Alliance. Remember the Alliance last offseason?
1: Oh, wait, 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 That was two offseasons ago. That wasn't an oh, advisory committee. That was the, you know, the defunct. Then there was no plan to it. It was just like, hey, we're going to hold hands together and stand in a circle. That was what that was. And the Pac-12 got smoked. That's what led to it.
0: True. All right, so we'll talk about that. Also, Uh, Kentucky football's Liam Cohen is headed to Tampa, back to the NFL, UCLA's Chip Kelly. Is he trying to get an NFL OC job? Uh, Also, Joe, we'll talk in there, Ryan Grubb, and it looks like USC assistant uh, Cliff Kingsbury could be heading to the Commanders.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, a lot of movement going on. Uh, It feels like more than ever – a lot of these college guys are, maybe it's just being covered more, but it feels like a lot of these college guys are taking opportunities for coordinator or position coach roles in the NFL. I, I don't think the discussion we're going to have today is going to be like the one that we had with Jeff Halfley, but a lot of interesting names and movement that are going on, especially if Grubb ends up going to the Seahawks.
0: I would laugh so hard. I would too. Okay, I, Yeah, we'll get to that. I right, we'll get to that as well. Uh, Jonathan Smith's first year expectations. Joe leaves Oregon State, heads to Michigan State. We'll talk about him. I I, I don't really have a lot of expectations for him year one. I, I got to be honest. I, I mean, I really don't. They got, old- they, they got an easy schedule. They
1: I mean, they're not going to win nine football games. But man, outside of four, they got a pretty easy schedule. But we'll we'll dive into that. But they, they might
0: be better than people think that they're going to be in in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I'm, I, I gotta. I need to see that before, before okay. that. Okay, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all the social media groups. If you're on Facebook, guys, you continue uh, to help us out on Facebook. Do us a favor. If you haven't done so already, like the page, share to those groups, share to your own social media pages. If you're watching us, listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell wherever you're listening to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe watching us on caffeine tv do us a favor and follow us uh as well joe we don't have any time to waste the football alliance no it's not the alliance advisory committee we got to discuss it we do that next bet is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports contest events with the first to market odds in lines Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V, 50, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. We're back. Pat Mahomes Sr.'s liver, is All All right. Jesus. <laughs> I mean. Can we not make the joke? I mean, everybody on social media is talking about it.
1: I mean, I'm kind of rooting for him. I think that's, I mean, that's the energy that the the Chiefs need. Going, it's too Taylor Swifty. I, I'm kind of hyped that that something something like that happened. I mean, it's T.W.I.
0: Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing: you can't have like three or four of them. That that's a bit of. Oh, is he up to that many? Yeah, oh, he's like a four. Oh, oh,
1: never mind. Yeah. I was kind
0: of joking around, but that's a problem. Yeah, very much he a problem. Okay. So, Joe, on Friday, the SEC and the Big Ten uh, came with a joint statement in reference to coming together for what they call the Advisory Committee. Now, this coming after Florida and Tennessee getting popped with, um, I I guess you'll call it not really popped with, but it was leaked that the NCAA was investigating Florida and Tennessee for NIL infractions. Joe... (coughs) I don't have a problem with the two strongest conferences joining together and trying to find a way to get, number one, regulation, okay, and, number two, get college athletics and college football on the right path. Here's the problem that I have with it, though. I I am not a fan, okay, of the NCAA. I, I I'm not a fan of how they go about things. But I'm also not naive enough to think that if you give the conferences all the um, power, maybe is the way I should say it here. Joe, if you think it's the Wild West right now, what do you think it's going to happen if the conferences are are running things? Because let me just tell you, do you really think Greg Sankey, do you really think Tony Petiti – Tony Petiti, it took him a, a year and a day to come down on Har- on the Harbaugh stuff. I, I mean, he had the blatant Joe. He, he waited the entire week when uh, all the Michigan stuff came down. Wait, he, but, but wait, wait, but he didn't suspend him until he was in the air. He he cowered it down. He suspended Harbaugh when he was in the air. But and they're on their flight to what, what, was it, Maryland? In-
1: he still did hand down a punishment though. Many were yeah. saying that they shouldn't punish him until after the season. And he, he was willing to put this is the part where I I don't agree with you. And yeah, so but first he, of all, could he have not done it on a Tuesday? He had to wait till he was in the air to do it. Look, first of all, yes, this is a pretty clear indicator that we're gonna end up this might lead to them separating from the NCA to create a, a larger At least separate entity. Yeah, so the, it it's appears to be specifically football-directed. There was no mention of the NCAA in this happening. It was just the two of them working together. It was completely out of the nowhere, out of the blue. And these two conferences have never worked together, really. I mean, think of it also this way, too. They also don't even really schedule a lot of opponents amongst the conferences that often. It's not a frequent thing. I think
0: Alabama goes to Wisconsin this year, don't they? They,
1: they do. It's like the first the, the first time it feels like, not the first time, but this upcoming season, there's a lot more of it, but in the past, there hasn't been a ton of it. So for them to combine their attention and resources on this tells me a lot, that they're going to use this as a way of not making it messier than it needs to be, being public about it and communicating, and then coming to the conclusion, oh, this might be a better idea for us to separate. That ultimately is probably going to be what the conclusion is. But what I actually disagree with you on is I think that it actually becomes easier to hold the teams accountable when there's less of them and when there's two sides that are managing their own teams. I think where the NCAA constantly gets themselves in trouble is, one, they haven't taken the time to create the rules, which has led to the mess that happened with Tennessee. And two, there's so many teams that they move at a ridiculously sluggish pace. I don't. I don't totally agree that that Greg Sankey gonna have unbiased favoritism when he's handing down
0: punishments. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I completely disagree because we've seen him do it before. I, I mean, Joe, I, I I read his statement. Okay, and I have it here if we need to pull it up just in case. But Joe, in the last sentence that the SEC released, uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said. We do not have predetermined answers to the uh, myriad questions that are facing us. We do not expect expect to agree on everything, but enhancing interaction between our conferences will help us focus on efforts for common sense solutions. Here's the problem I have though. Okay? What's the common sense solution of Nico Imiaveia being on a plane when he's not signed to the NIL group? The the common sense solution is Encompassing that and
1: allowing for that to be a part of NIL and recruiting. Okay. I think well, the,
0: not, okay, well, hold on one second. Then you have to change the rule in saying that that's not a recruiting violation. Let me give you another example. I've been thinking about this all weekend. Joe, we're gonna be in a dead period on Monday, right? Coaches yes. can't go out and visit, they can't call players. So wait a minute. You have specific dead periods for coaches. Well, I get it that they need them because sometimes coaches just need breaks. I, I I fully get that. I'm not saying not to, but you mean to tell me, okay, that you have to have dead periods where coaches aren't allowed to talk to players. Coaches aren't allowed to be around practices or they're not allowed to, to watch training or weightlifting or any of those kinds of things. But my God, yeah, he can be on a plane, and Nico ayamaya can be on his way to Knoxville. I, but that's I mean, the whole
1: point of all this, is for them to put no, together a new set of played. rules.
0: That's not NIL. What no, they were that's doing not what was. I'm saying,
1: though. The whole point of all of this is for them to create new rules where everything can logically, cohesively work together. So that all of these things can line up. I don't understand what's wrong with if eventually there's a collective bargaining agreement and there's salaries with extended periods of time that, that players have to remain at schools to limit the capability of tampering. Because
0: there's not one right now. And it's not an equal playing field. You can't say that I agree with you that we should go in that direction. But that's but the whole point of them doing this is to go in that direction. But they don't have it now. What I'm saying yeah. is – okay. No, they're not going in that direction. You know why? Because well, Greg Sankey was on Capitol Hill saying that the universities have no business paying athletes and doesn't want them to make them employees. Greg Sankey can't walk his ass up to Capitol Hill and say that we don't want a collective bargaining agreement and then turn right around and make an advisory committee and say that now he wants one because two of his biggest universities are getting hit are getting investigated with something.
1: They're inevitably going to have to concede that though. They're going to have that is at the end of the day the biggest issue right now that is that is plaguing this is all tied to the payments going to kids, it being un documented, unregulated, all of that shit. There should be. I think that the way that could really fix this is if there is a bargaining agreement and if players are on two-year contracts and at the end of those two years, they can choose to transfer or if they can choose to stay if they want to. But he is going to have to concede that. That needs to be the purpose of all this. That's the root of all the problems is that there is there is free agency in a, any moment that a player wants to leave. And that doesn't happen in any other major sport. At all. Joe,
0: it, what is NIL? Name, image, and likeness. Is what's going on right now name, image, and likeness? No, that's why it needs to just be player okay. contracts and we need to remove okay. the name,
1: image, and likeness. So, about it.
0: Again, I can't believe I have to be the one. Let me tell you what I feel like. I do feel like that I'm on an island, okay, and, and just asking the question, Okay, I think we all agree with this. The NCAA sucks. We agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like none of us are disagreeing. Th- the problem that I have with it is okay, can we also come to the conclusion of, hey, that's not NIL, though? You bringing that kid to Knoxville on a private jet is not name, image, and likeness, it's pay for play. Okay, and right now we do not have a collective bargaining agreement. Joe, let, yeah, let ask, yeah, that's I, true. Everyone, that's true. Yes, a there's no question. Okay. Did they go get that kid to try to get him to play for Tennessee? Is it pay for play or not? I mean, let's cut through the bullshit and cut all the bullshit around us. It's pay for play. It's pay for play. And that's the whole okay. point of
1: the advisory committee is so that eventually we can just legalize pay for play and then ignore all of this backwards. Then why do you have bullshit? Greg
0: Sankey on Capitol Hill saying that he doesn't want it? Just because he believes that doesn't mean that we won't go in that direction. That's true. And look, one thing that I'll agree on, you and I have been standing on this for a long time. Look, our buddy Josh Pate who will be on the show would, you know, at some point here, okay? He came up with a solution if you use 4 million dollars for 80 uh uh for or if you paid 80 if you paid 85 scholarship players $50,000, it's like 4 million plus, like 4.25 million. Okay, yeah, it's not as much as people think. You're getting $65 million in a TV contract. My, my point here is don't try to spin to me, okay, them going to get Nico from California on a private jet isn't pay for play. Don't tell me that Jane Rashada, okay, isn't pay for play. And let me throw this out here to you, too. Everybody's mad that the NCAA – not, not even allegedly. Come on. They leaked it to Pat Forty. They yeah. leaked this story. Yes, they did. From the investigations they did. to Pat Forty. They did. Well, I have another. I have a question. Who was leaking the money stuff about Nico and Jane Rashada to the media?
1: Probably opposing
0: coaching staffs. If I were to guess, it makes it no different. Okay, so you mean to tell me that coaches, administrators? commissioners everybody else can leak shit but my god when ncaa does it it's really bad no they don't like the ncaa the ncaa effed up they could have ended all of this they could have in the beginning of all of this had things structured and in place to where college athletics could have been on a good and narrow path they missed that window But they missed that window five, six, seven years ago when the first O'Bannon case literally won in court. Okay? They didn't do anything until it got to the Supreme Court and O'Bannon won the fifth time. My only point in all of this is, Joe, I do think there are two things. Even if there's a collective bargaining agreement, there still has to be a third-party entity for recruiting violations. Because Joe, let me tell you what's a uh, collective bargaining agreement's not gonna stop. You ready? What was happening before NIL was a thing? Players have been getting paid well before yes. Yes. this was even happening. You're still going to need, in my opinion, okay, and we can clip this part. Joe, let me ask you the hypothetical question. Say the NCAA is no more. Who will be a uh a non-biased third-party entity that should run college athletics then or college sports. Well, because okay, really I need somebody.
1: I think at the end of the day, the NCAA is never going to completely disappear. What is the most likely outcome out of all of this is that the Big Ten, and the SEC, pull their football teams, and then a couple stragglers from other conferences to form a forty-plus team football separate subdivision. All of those other schools' sports programs. Are going to stay where they are and be a part of the NCAA. The NCAA is going to have more than enough money to operate and run, maybe on a slightly smaller scale. That's going to be completely the same. I just think at the end of the day, why would the. What I feel like is going to happen here is that they're going to come together with solutions. They're going to try to present it to the NCAA. The NCAA is going to feel disenfranchised by the fact that they weren't involved in this advisory committee and they have no right to say, yes, we're going to adhere to this that is going to probably end up leading to this separation. And if it does end up leading to that separation, all of those other sports can remain a part of the the NCAA. But to what you're talking about here having – like I think that's the whole point of the advisory committee is to literally sit and talk through all of these details. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, they probably should have an unbiased investigative wing that handles – the new rules that are in place, and the most important rules are going to be the recruiting ones, and making sure that guys stay in school for the the time period that they're signed
0: to stay for, whatever
1: ends up but coming of that. It's not that.
0: just recruiting; it's academics, it's drug policy, it's so many other well, things. The, but that, the NFL has their own investigative yeah, legal they also department. Have Thirty-two teams, okay, and far less player personnel that they have to govern. Okay, like everybody talks – Joe, come on.
1: I, I There's going to be – okay, there's 34 teams Joe, amongst eight. the two teams or the two conferences okay, right now. Okay, so with
0: that that alone, okay, the literally there's more players and coaches, okay, combined in the Big Ten and the SEC than the entire NFL. I just think you're making an assumption that they couldn't put
1: together a team that's in response.
0: No, first. that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is – the NFL has a structure, okay? Okay. But college football is something completely different because, again, you got to worry about academics. You have to worry about recruiting. There's so many different levels to this. Do schools okay. not already have compliance officers? Like, sure, but schools having compliance officers, they things get missed all the time. You want me to tell you an example? We just talked about it in our last show. You ready? You ready? What? Keishawn Booty. I, I mean, I just and, don't know why you're like
1: assuming that just because this goes into a separate league, that they're just going to be like, oh, shucks, we're not going to have anybody who's
0: regulating it. You guys can just do whatever the hell you my, want. Here's my fear. You ready? I don't have any faith whatsoever, okay, that Greg Sankey or Tony Batiti, when it came to nut cutting time, would really pull a trigger on any of these universities and hit them worth the damn. Okay, because here's the truth. Whether you like it or not, whether NIL is is true or or not, or the collectives are true or not, whatever all of this comes down to, this starts because, okay, of Nico Iamaya This is where this starts because they released it for a reason. They did this for a reason. They had had talks. They released it at this time for a reason. Joe, here's the bottom line. They paid to play for the kid. They paid him to go to Knoxville. Okay. Knoxville, how can I land? Can I land? Can I land? Can I land? Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. A Knoxville group paid for a kid to go there. I don't care about that. That's not my point. But there has to be guidelines to where things like that don't happen. You know who? You know where it doesn't happen? You brought up the NFL. Did you yeah. do not? Yes. No. So why? Is they're on everybody? contracts. No, there's things called tampering. Remember when you remember in the NFL, everything has to be announced. Like when you're interviewing somebody, okay? You have to announce that you're done with an interview or you're interviewing somebody. Yes. Well,
1: those Those things should be added. Those things all should be added. I'm not disagreeing with that. They need to have a little bit more decorum and organization with how they handle things. But that was why I suggested I think that I don't even know if this anyone's even considered doing that. Players should sign two year contracts. When you come in for your first two years, you should have to stay for the first two years and then you renegotiate at the end of the, that contract. But so what and happens
0: for, the, for for kids their are juniors and seniors?
1: At what the happen-
0: end of the what you, the
1: what do you mean it have ha- you're there? Your first
0: contract is for when you're a freshman and a sophomore or West a redshirt freshman. <laughs> the west the reason i say that very quickly the remember the two time transfer rule that just got passed yeah okay a federal court judge in west virginia deemed it in, unconstitutional that you can't tell a college player or a person where they can and cannot transfer because
1: of the antitrust law though was the where was where that was derived True. from because the ncaa well, we, is the only entity that made that rule but now there's two entities that are making those rules and there's still going to be G5 football. Joe, so if the, Joe, if the player wants to transfer to one work, of those teams they can. The rule.
0: I mean, there's no the new design. conference is making the rule. The new no conference no, can make the, between the rule. Between the SEC and the Big 10. There's no still there's still no collective bargaining agreement. I I'm speaking in the in the future. I'm speaking that like
1: when this thing lands and this comes together. There is going to be a collective and bargaining you know agreement. What's there's happen. going to be contracts for these players.
0: But we're not there yet. I understand
1: we're not there, but I'm trying to project what this leads to. That's what I'm more like. I'm I'm mostly focused on. Can I tell you
0: something? I don't think we get there.
1: I disagree. I don't think any of us thought that we were ever going to. We we had we have speculated on this show a million times over, and on any college football show you listen to, they speculate, speculate, speculate. Are we going to get to two two teams or two two conferences? Are we going to get to just the SEC and the Big Ten? Is this going to take a decade? And this is the first time, after all the the conspiracy theories, that both of the entities that we speculated were going to do this announced that they were working together to fix college football. We're getting this. This is going to happen.
0: All right, let me throw a hypothetical your way. Okay. You know what my favorite topic is that we talk about on this show. What yeah. is it? What realignment? It. Okay, it's a oh, reason that, that the Big Twelve. Okay, yes, I loathe it. There's a reason that the Big Twelve and the ACC were left out of this. Yeah, Care- they have no incentive. They have no incentive. No, none of the good teams
1: are remaining in the Big Twelve. There's maybe a couple, and then there's the one couple teams in the ACC that would be worth taking or considering
0: leaving. So there's a reason why they're not involved in this. Okay, so let me double down on that question. Does this show that we're about to have another form of conference realignments here?
1: I think at the end of the day, if this does go through, they do separate. They do end up putting to an NFC-AFC type of playing field, which is what would make the most sense. They would probably have the ability to pay off and pull Florida State, Miami – Notre Dame would probably come along the way too. I I think that that would also be the case here. I mean, why would any of the – I think most of the Big 12 and ACC schools that don't have rich alumni bases or large athletic departments with a lot of funding, I think a lot of them are just going to be content sticking around in their conferences, and we're just going to have a bunch of G5 conferences. The Big 12 would become G5. The ACC would become G5. It's the only logical thing I can think of.
0: Here's the problem I have. We've let ESPN, Fox, CBS run amok, and it's a shame. Honestly, it's a shame.
1: I I, I don't think that it's a bad thing that we we could potentially have a better, more
0: organized product. No, I'm not saying that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I I that's agree with. You. I think it'd be. What I'm saying is, is that they came in here with a whole bunch of money and did whatever they wanted to. Yeah, And because you didn't have a commissioner, I'm going to call it what it is, because you didn't have a commissioner and nobody that could say, no, you're not going to do that. Okay? College Athletics, ESPN, Fox, CBS are doing whatever they want. Joe, you literally had the ACC on the CW. You have games on the CW, okay? You know why? Because ESPN is lobbying these games out to show who's got the power. You know, I I feel like the executives at ESPN and CBS are like, "Hey, bro, watch this. I'm going to put Syracuse and Duke on the CW," and they're laughing about it. Yeah, drives me insane. I don't care who wants to go what conference who makes what money, who makes, you know, doesn't bother me. Okay. The only problem, the only problem I have is here. I think that we've allowed TV companies to run the show and that, and that's a little bit of a shame. Well, I do agree with you on one thing. Okay. It's inevitable. I mean, it it, it simply is, I'm not Joe. I gotta be real with you. I'm not going to be shocked on us just having two conferences, you know, I just got done watching the what was it? What do you call it? The Pro Bowl. NFC AFC. Here, here it comes to college athletics. And I kind of feel like it's it's dumb. You know, I I'm old enough to remember when conference pride was a thing. You know, like this, for example, the Big 12 had a lot of conference pride in basketball. The SEC had a lot of conference pride in football okay the Big Ten had conference pride fencing I don't know what the Big Ten has it's a joke I'm joking hockey 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 all right a long time ACC they have a long-standing college baseball tradition all right by the way rest in peace Mike Martin uh, from Florida State all I'm saying here is I, it, it feels to me that what we knew growing up is dead. It's over. And, yes, it pisses me off. But that's not on the NCAA. You know, what's one thing that we don't talk about, okay, is who's to blame for all of the schools doing what they're doing? You know, it's it's crazy to me because we talk about NIL. We talk about the portal. Nobody's saying a damn word about Florida State Throwing a hissy fit because they're not making more money. Why? Because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, I think that it's the same kind with, of thing. You but, have players not making the money that they should be making. Okay, but the player looks bad. It's like the Joker line from The Dark Knight: "One little mayor's gonna die, and everybody loses their minds." But wait, but that's that a good Joker.
1: Yeah, actually, it was pretty good. That was a pretty good. Um, <laughs> wait, who's the actor? Heath Ledger, the actor Heath Ledger. I think that's actually one of the things that's really plagued college football over the past, like two decades in particular. And then over the past five years with NIL and these conferences realigning for some reason, there's this notion that like what you're talking about, this desire to want and aspire for more for a team to want to be in a more competitive playing field, to make more money from their TV contracts, to be able to produce and have, Better product on the field and to be able to win a national championship to be able to recruit better and then for these athletes for them to aspire to be able to make money for them to be able to get money for and to leave to go to another school to get on the field and to make money for some reason it's villainized and like you just brought it up with Florida State it's been villainized a lot of people have said outside of Florida State fans and some supporters of their decision making like myself. It has been villainized. A lot of people, and especially ACC fans, have painted them as selfish. And same thing with the players. A- anyone, what, what would you have called the USC move? A lot of people, or not you, but like a lot of people were calling USC the, the, the initial ones that started all of this as a selfish decision. For them to try and play a schedule from all the way in Los Angeles to the middle of the country because they were seeking a better TV deal. And I, th- I think it's dumb. I really don't understand why it's villainized. I don't think it's a bad thing that we have to make these changes, that we have to make these moves forward. And whoever was behind that decision making, we could sit here and make conspiracy theories about it because we're not in those rooms. You know we
0: don't. Decision who made the decision? I think Come it's on.
1: more than. Ju- I think it's more than just the TV networks. I, I think it's a lot more than that. Who because do you think it is? Who's the
0: who's the deep? deep? I,
1: I, I think I think that there's administrators that are involved in this. I think that the, the conference commissioners have a lot of say and sway in all this. Because one thing that's not talked about, by the way, is that a lot of these networks have priced themselves out of being able to afford the TV deals. Like we're getting to a point where they're becoming so expensive. And I know this for a fact from knowing people that work in this industry, that it is literally becoming impossible for the for ESPN and Disney to afford the NBA rights, and we're about to get to that point with with college football because there's so many different products out there. But again, my main point with all this is, I I just think that to assume that it's selfish and, and a villainous activity to want more, it's it it's dumb to me. Well, I don't I don't mind that. I'm a,
0: you signed a contract. Yeah, I'm not
1: saying I'm not saying that, that you're one of those people. I'm just saying yeah, in general. I mean, they
0: signed a contract though. I, I'm not I'm not. I'm not mad at Florida State. I'm also. You should have known the the, the details in your contract before you signed them. You always well, when do. they yeah. si- when they signed it that was so long ago. That yeah, contract is, was a you long see, we're still contract. Making more money than them even then. Don't sign a 20 year deal. Well, that was that was really okay. Long. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, Joe, you and I as a show. Okay, we know – we read our contracts before we sign them. How long is the – like, how long is the Big Ten
1: one? Ten years. Like, that makes more sense. Right, but that's the whole point here is that the 20-year ones, it completely digs yourself into a hole because you're just getting blown. There's going to have been opportunity for multiple re-ups on multiple contracts
0: by the time the ACC is up. No doubt. Um. Very quickly before we we move on, okay? Because yeah, we spent a lot of time. Of shit, <laughs> I know. But it's—I mean, it's not. I, I mean, Joe, we had so complex. It's so to, complex. It, it's so compl- we don't have a choice, okay? Now, Ross Salinger said that he spoke with both SEC and Big Ten commissioners for the first time to express their doubts on the commitment of college football's playoff future if they don't get the get right issues. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, But he said there's a meeting in Dallas on Monday and Tuesday for key talks on the future format and revenue sharing. So there you go. We might finally get to um, schools having to come off a little bit of that uh, money there. Okay. So, uh, Joe, you want to move into Liam Cohen, UCLA, Chip Kelly, and Ryan Grubb? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's talk about our good friends over at Homefield Apparel. Let's reset. We'll come back. Some coaching moves that are being made. We talk about those next.
1: Rafino and Joe show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, which is the best, without a doubt, premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan. Maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan. Whatever it is, even Idaho, they have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff. Make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Ruffino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O, Ruffino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today.
0: I was gonna come up with something witty, but I got brain fog, so I, I, I can't. Do nothing. Yeah, yeah, you're um, excused. <laughs> by the way, did you see this thing? Caleb Williams not wanting to go to the Bears. Is I it a far, is it a foregone conclusion that he was going to the? He's going to go to the Bears.
1: Yeah. Yes. That that sourcing is extremely incorrect. It's not. But his dad was very in the not true. You
0: saying it right?
1: I don't know if it was that. Well, okay, there's been a couple. One of them was coming from one of those stupid Twitter aggregators. And then the other one, there's this idiot, uh, Danny Kelly or whatever the hell. No, 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 not Danny Kelly. I forget what his name is. There's this idiot. It's like first round mock draft on Twitter. And he's a former NFL scout. And he's been pushing that narrative on Caleb Williams and stuff that he's not going to go to the Bears. I don't believe it. He's going to go to the Bears. He's going to be the Bears
0: pick. So where's Justin Fields go?
1: Maybe the Falcons. To see a quarterback maybe it's cheaper to get it's cheaper to get Justin Fields for a second than it would be to trade up to get Jaden Daniels which they should do would, I would do the uh, Daniels move Yes
0: yeah, go with Justin Fields. I cannot take Jaden Daniels on an opposing NFC South team. okay <laughs> so Joe Liam Cohen, Kentucky's offensive coordinator Liam Cohen is heading back to the NFL this time he's going to Tampa. Let's start with him on some of these coaching moves uh surprised? not surprised and what do you think of the move and who should Kentucky go after here um actually a little surprised it's a little unexpected
1: because his his trajectory has been so back and forth because he was with with the the Rams, Rams and then Kentucky and then back with the Rams and then back with Kentucky and then now he's going back to the Buccaneers he's a fine offensive coordinator him being a little bit pushed out of the Rams organization was kind of how it felt like the first time. I also don't think that their offense was anything sexy this year. Like, did you think that their offense was really Kentucky they, was really they're trying any, to
0: run the Rams slash 49ers, uh, outside re or outside zone play action based. Play action scheme. based, it just doesn't work in college football. No, no. So,
1: I mean, from the NFL perspective, it is what it is. I think that Stoops, though, is in a really interesting position now because I think that there's a little bit more buy-in that he decided to stay, that he decided not to take Texas A&M.
0: Remember when he was in that interview and he said, I need more money? Well, they certainly are giving it to him.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just actually not even really sure what direction they go going because there's really not a lot of great options out there for them because this is so late in the in the process, but the one that always really comes to mind is, is Joe Moorhead. That's always the one that like immediately pops in my head because he's such a brilliant offensive mind. And maybe if you can convince
0: Tommy Reese to come back down, that's always a,
1: that's always a nice, fun possibility.
0: Would be such a vast overhaul of how you do things offensively. If you get even a guy like Tommy Reese, I I think Tommy Reese is even more innovative than, you know, what I I think Kentucky wants to be. Um, I'm I'm not really surprised, you know, because look, I, I it seems like Cohen doesn't want to be in college football. It kind of feels like he wants to be a play caller, but he's having to go places that you know maybe he doesn't want to be. Now, look, I, I'll give him this, I, I think that he can be a good play caller in the NFL. Just looks like that's where he wants to be. But good on him. You know what's what's one thing that, that's so awful about all of this is that, Joe, we're in February and these kinds of moves are being made. This so much um, hurts college athletics, okay, and college teams that, man, where is he going to go? Now, I will say this. You can go get who you want. You could spend the money. It's not as if that people are off the table. Now, there are certainly some guys that are off the table, um, but who would want to go to Kentucky would would be the question now. You yeah, get, you get into a place where Joe, they got to make a hire, you know, relatively quickly. And I got to be honest, this hurts a guy like Brock Vandegrift. Okay. He's already, yeah, that's who I thought of immediately. Right. He already comes into a system thinking that he'll be running this type of system. Um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting, uh, to see where they go here. I really don't know. I'm with you. I really don't know where they go, okay? Um, here, but it, it's going to be interesting, nevertheless. But you know who does look a play caller that looks like he wants out of his current situation, though, huh? Uh, wait. Are you saying Grub or Kelly? I was going to say Chip Kelly. This one, Joe, uh, a little bit not really surprise surprises me. I thought all year and even when we talked about you uh, about UCLA and Chip Kelly, I felt like this year was a prove it year. Like, hey, this is the year that you got to make some things happen. Um I I don't really I'm not really shocked by Chip Kelly wanting to head back to the NFL or taking interviews. This is the least shocking thing to me at all. Now, what's more shocking to me is if you remember there was a lot of sourcing that people thought that He was going to get fired at UCLA. Then he got retained, and now he's wanting NFL jobs or interviewing for NFL jobs. Uh, Looking like it's not going to happen, though. I mean, looks like Cliff Kingsbury might head to uh, the Commanders. Uh, uh, The Raiders made their offensive coordinator hire. Uh, Maybe Chip was just taking some interviews, trying to get some interest. It, It doesn't look like Chip's going anywhere, though, huh? Yeah,
1: I I think the number of open opportunities is kind of really dwindled. There's really only like a couple that are still unconfirmed and and on the table. But this whole thing is a cluster F. Like this whole thing, I feel so bad for UCLA fans, even if they even exist, that this is what they're dealing with because the administration's too lazy to really think through if they wanted to fire him and to even really talk to him apparently. Because he's now looking around for these opportunities. And you could tell, as I mentioned way earlier at the beginning of the show, his commitment to the football program this offseason was piss poor. They signed like 10 kids in the 2024 class. They didn't sign that many kids. And all the recruits that they brought in were like backups on other rosters. They didn't go bring anybody in that made the team a lot better. They've regressed significantly. Because they put in no effort. He didn't, and the whole coaching staff didn't. It felt like they lost D'Anthony Lynn, and they just fell apart. That was it. So I, I, I just I, this whole—they should have fired him. I, I was wrong. They should have fired him because he doesn't give a shit, and now he's just going to go back to this job, and I,
0: he's got no incentive to try. Why are you raising your hand? Remember when you argued me about me saying that you should let Chip Kelly go, and you said that it was a stupid move. No, I said that they're realistically
1: not going to hire anybody that is better than him. But I didn't know that he was going to go look for NFL offensive coordinator jobs. Bullshit, you wrote this down. Bullshit.
0: Oh, are, are you sure? Read it. Just read it. Just read it. Are you an idiot? There's no way that they should fire Chip Kelly. I didn't call you an idiot. I don't believe you. There's no way. I literally did my research. You know why? Because I said he... What has he he done? And and I told you, okay, you cannot convince me, all right? What do you... Oh, well, it's hard to win at UCLA. Joe, it's hard to win anywhere. He is in one of... The more talent-rich areas in the country. Oh, academic restrictions. Okay. Academic restrictions. You know what I think about your academic restrictions? Go milk a heifer. Okay. Because there are so many other institutions on planet Earth that have academic restrictions. You know who you don't, you know. Oh. That's a nice shirt you're wearing right there. What's um, that and, Mich- and Michigan's one of them too. But wait, wait, wait. But one of
1: the best examples of the fact that they have no commitment to helping their athletics grow is their basketball program. Their basketball program is historically was Alabama, was what Alabama was. And since John Wooden, when was that, the 80s? Since he was no longer the coach, they haven't done dick. They haven't done anything. And they have every capability with a hugely rich alumni base. All of the rich people in Los Angeles went to UCLA. All the ones that work big, important executive jobs went to UCLA. They don't care. It's impossible to win there. That was why I said that. They're not going to hire anybody. And then that they're, they're going to hire somebody just lame. And that guy's going to get fired. And then they're going to hire somebody else, and that guy's going to get fired. And it's just going to be every every four years. Who do we think UCLA is going to hire? And you're going to ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they'll hire the USC offensive coordinator. I we're going to do that for the next twenty years. I don't blame them for looking elsewhere.
0: They should have just fired him.
1: I don't (laughs) disagree on that part.
0: Um. Look, it doesn't shock me. I mean, he's left college football for yeah. the NFL before, but here's one thing that I will tell you, okay, to combat what you were saying. You can say all of that, okay, but he doesn't like to go out and recruit. Yeah, And they sure as hell were giving him a lot of help when Dante Moore signed, so he got help from somewhere, okay? Yeah. and I And you and I both know that wasn't cheap. Okay, so money had to come from somewhere. I got to be a little honest with you. I call a little bit of BS because you can't convince me that they have money to go pay for a top two quarterback in recruiting, okay, and that there's not money out there. Here's the truth, and it's always been the truth about Chip. He's a lazy recruiter. Yeah. He is a very lazy – he wants to call plays, draw stuff up on a napkin, And that's what he wants to do. You can do that in the NFL. You can't do that in college. I'm not not taking anything away from Chip. He's one of the best offensive play callers we've ever seen, ever. He also, okay, is lazy as hell when it comes to recruiting. So spare me, all right, that, oh, you can't find anybody better. Maybe from a play calling standpoint, you're probably right. They probably won't. But you can find a lot. You know who would go there and change it overnight? Who? He loves LA. Call in Orgeron. See what happens. And Orgeron's not going
1: to UCLA. You of all people know that. That is yeah, that is the furthest cultural. I mean, actually, I would call DeAnton Lynn the the DC that they that just left for USC. I, that's the first person I would call. DeAnton sure. Lynn. Because he can
0: recruit. Look what he did. He literally recruited there. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? I, I oh. would absolutely go get that guy. I, I okay. think that that guy is a young, bright coach. All right. Do we, uh, we got Ryan Grubb here, too. Is Ryan Grubb the, the last potential coaching move? Yes. All right. So, Joe, it also has been reported that there is a chance that Ryan Grubb could leave the University of Alabama and head back to Seattle, but this time for the NFL – and being the Seahawks head coach, I mean, uh, uh, offensive coordinator. Excuse me. Uh, even though I think I feel like Joe, people that are not Alabama fans want this to happen so badly. Yeah. I just don't know if this is going to happen. I think
1: it's possible. Uh, I think that I don't know the the validity of the reporting on that, uh, or the likely, like you're talking about here, the likelihood of it. But I mean, he's a he's a bright offensive mind. How much of the influence was him or DeBoer? It was mostly DeBoer, but you're getting somebody who is directly related to and influential in their offensive production. There's a reason why Kalen DeBoer brought him with him in the first place. I don't think it hurts Alabama, actually, if this does happen. I I don't. I really don't think that it's going to negatively impact their offensive recruiting or whoever they could go hire because Kalen DeBoer has done a decent job with assistant hiring and he's probably going to find somebody that's a couple rungs down the ladder of guys that he's worked with, and he'll be fine. I I don't think it hurts him.
0: He's never been in the NFL before. I just just don't know if a first-time head coach goes and gets a first-time play caller in the NFL. Historically... That does make sense. Historically, like, let me give an example. Remember when uh, Sean McVay... Okay, went to the Rams and he hired Wade Phillips as his DC. Wade Phillips, yeah. Wade Phillips was literally was birthed before dirt was invented. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah, I mean his social security number was like one. All right, seventy six. Holy shit. Okay, I just don't know how much sense it makes. Like I. Maybe it does. Maybe he just likes being in Seattle. Maybe he likes the north, the northwest. I I I don't know. I just don't think he's leaving Alabama. I, I just it, it. I really don't know if I can see it.
1: Well, if he gets offered it, I think it's the opposite of what you're saying. I think that it's more likely that McDonald goes with an offensive coordinator that's called plays before in the NFL or is an offensive quarterbacks coach, something like that. New first time. Head coaches are going to be like a, if they a don't defensive
0: have. guy, right? Is he not? Yes, he because he was the he defensive is. coordinator with the Ravens. Baltimore. Or yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. It just doesn't make I, a lot of sense to me, Joe. I, to but rude. like, how much?
1: How much is Alabama really going to come to the table to counter an offer made by the NFL? The, the, as deep as the pockets of a, an SEC team are, the NFL and the Seattle Seahawks have deeper pockets. Like they, they could offer him a very competitive offer that would uh, it's big reason why we just saw Jeff Hathley leave his contract that he's going to get as the defensive coordinator is the oh Packers dang, is going to pay him oh more dang. as the, that won't will pay him more as a head coaching ACC Alabama. job. But that's a head coaching role is less money than what he's going to make as the DC at green Bay is my point. What would be the fallout? Uh, what do Twitter would break?
0: Okay, but that. I don't think
1: the I don't think the panic's necessary. Kalen DeBoer is the offensive guru that you were trying to get. You did you would have hi, hired Ryan? Grub, uh, although I know that they were trying to go get Ryan Grubb last offseason.
0: they'd be a little pissy. I think. No, justifiably, you know that everybody and their mama would be trolling that move. Yes, because they would want to see the downfall of Alabama. That everybody would troll it. Come on now. Okay. Um, before we get out of here, Jonathan Smith, first-year expectations, you want to hit that before we get out of here? Yep. All right. Former Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith is now the head coach of Michigan State. was actually, Joe, if I'm not mistaken here, he was the first move in all of this. I mean, Michigan State had their guy um, locked in from the beginning. They hired Jonathan Smith to be their head coach. What's your first year expectations for Coach Smith?
1: As I was saying at the beginning of the show, their schedule is pretty favorable. They have a very favorable situation. Their four hardest games that they play is a bloodbath. They play Ohio State, they play Oregon, they play Michigan, and then they play Iowa. But the rest of their stretch, they're non-con. They play FAU, they play Louisiana, they play Boston College, uh, oh, Indiana.
0: ULL, but continue. Oh, sorry,
1: you, same difference.
0: No, they, they uh, yeah, hate being called. I, you all know, well, I know,
1: I know. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Maryland is not as, you know, is a, is a winnable opponent. Purdue, Illinois, and Rutgers are the other teams that they play, which are winnable for them. I think bull eligibility is an expectation. I think that their first year should be comparable to that of what Hugh Freeze did in his first season at Auburn. A lot of bright spots, a lot of young players shining, a couple upset not upset victories, but games that you're not expected to win, that you come out and you play your ass off and you win football games. But realistically, seven and five is probably where you're going to land. I think it's huge that he ended up pulling Aiden Childs. Aiden Childs Aiden is a phenomenally talented quarterback, and I'm excited to see what he does likely in his first year as a starter. One name to watch, Jordan Hall, who is a young linebacker who did some pretty brilliant things for them last year. Former IMG kid was really highly recruited, ended up at Michigan State. That kid is extremely talented. Pay attention to what he does in this new team with like a really good hands-on coaching staff.
0: Joe, if he goes seven and five and makes them a bowl eligible team, I think it's a massive win. I do too. Um, okay. I, I mean, look, I wasn't gonna go there. I mean, they got so Michigan state has so many question marks so many and I I don't think that so look for me when you have a team Joe that is coming off a losing season regardless if they have a new head coach or not all right the number one goal for me and and most coaches Joe they always do this you I've been, I was a part of a, a new coaching regime. Let's get bowl eligible. That's the only goal. Let's get better every day. Let's try to win six games. Let's be bowl eligible. Okay? That's got to be the only goal here. Like, I, I don't see any... Look, I don't have a lot of expectations for Jonathan Smith. Okay? He's going to be in a conference It's going to be really tough. I know that you said that, and you mentioned that their schedule's very favorable, good for them. Not going to stop that they don't have massive deficiencies in some areas. Massive deficiencies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? You talk about Childs coming over. Joe. He's got an offensive line that I don't know if they could b- block the bad news bears. It's a joke, but their offensive line is not good. Their defensive line is not good. Okay? Now, do they have some really good pieces at, at places? Sure, not uh, not arguing with you on that. What are we really supposed to expect though? Well,
1: here's my big thing with them though and why they went and hired Jonathan Smith. Oregon State was never really a hotbed for talent. DJU is the most talented guy that they had on their roster in terms of just recruiting level. He developed a lot of low-level players and it's going to take time to like really develop and get a you know, their own version of Tulis Fuaga, who is going to be a top 10 pick this upcoming year. But I, I feel like he's that type of coach that's going to get more out of the roster. That's why I compared it to Hugh Freeze, because in the beginning of the year, I think the national landscape assumed that Hugh Freeze in Auburn was going to suck. Because we looked at the roster, we looked at the recruiting that was done, and we were like, oh my God, this is a goddamn mess. This roster is terrible. We have to go... Watch Peyton Thorne, former Michigan State quarterback, play quarterback for them. This is going to be a joke. And they played way better than everyone thought. Everyone thought that they were going to be Vanderbilt and be that bad or, or as bad as Mississippi State was this year, and they weren't. They were competitive, competitive enough to almost beat Alabama. I, I think that that is in their wheelhouse to, to be because he's a good coach that gets more out of their team than than many would expect.
0: Joe, I'm going to push back on something because <clears throat> I'm going to start with the Ohio State game. They could, I, I think they lose to Ohio State. I think they lose at Oregon. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I can't believe I got, I'm going to say this, but I think it's going to happen. I think they lose to Iowa. I think they lose yeah. at Michigan. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe. Even though Joe, I got to be real with you. I Indiana. I'm going to save it for win. I'm going to save, save it, okay? I'm not going to say they'll lose that game. You're a 1,000% sure that they go to Champaign and, and win? Because at that point, they might be on a 4-5 game losing streak. All right? Ne- Nebraska yeah. started the season slow and recovered. I mean, like... Okay. Nebraska didn't play... Didn't, didn't have to go to Oregon, didn't have Iowa, didn't have to go to Michigan, didn't have Ohio State. Are you a thousand percent sure that they beat Purdue? That one's no. a toss up. That okay. I, I think so Illinois, Purdue, and Rutgers they, are toss ups. Those they could legitimately be on a six, seven game losing streak, but okay. They don't have the talent, Joe. If you look down that schedule, they don't have the more talent than any of ninety-five um, percent of the teams that they play. That's not true. They've got. A, they're,
1: I'm going to tell, tell you the something. Foster is just as good, if not better, than Indiana and Maryland's
0: in conference. They're non-con. They're going to sweep. They're playing nobody. Okay. Name. Well, I, I was thinking in conference. I'm not talking about Florida Atlantic yeah. or Louisiana. Okay. But come on now. They just need three conference wins to go six and six. And to be eligible. I I just read off the meat of their schedule. They might not get one. Maryland,
1: Indiana are winnable football games. And they just need to win one of three between. Name the one that they'll get. I think they can beat Illinois. I think Illinois is a beatable team. I don't think Illinois did much. They're losing their two best defensive tackles that I dick rode the whole offseason. How
0: are you going to portray
1: Brett Bielema like that? Well, he betrayed me when they underperformed and they played like dog shit this year. I look like I'm a just, moron saying they were in a I, top 25 team. I, I,
0: I'm just one Yeah, you. Okay? Yeah. I, who told you they wouldn't be? But who also said Rutgers <laughs> was going to be good? Well, me. <laughs> true, but you're just a homer. They play Rutgers, too, by the way. Um yeah. just throwing this out there now, are you going to betray your new favorite head coach? When we talk about them this offseason?
1: Who? Kurt Signetti? Is that who you're talking about?
0: No. Who are you talking Who's about? Who's the head coach that retweeted you this week? Oh, James Franklin. They don't play Penn State. After all the shit that you talked to. Well, you can't tell you. Some... Hold on. Can I tell you something that's so funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, I've talked so much shit. I mean, he doesn't know that. I don't You're think it was him who retweeted so me, by the way. About it was a social media intern. Breaking. Okay. Good. Only I'd for love for reason. him to know that. I would love for him to know that I think that he's, he's incapable of winning big games. I'd love for him to know that. He won't. Oh boy, boy, he never boy. will. I got
0: balls. James I don't Franklin. care. I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you.
1: I don't. I, I'm not going to just week. immediately. I'm not going to just immediately cower if I had to interact with him. I don't. I don't operate like that. Okay.
0: You sure were excited, James Franklin.
1: Oh, because it was a, 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 a SEC or not a, a Big Ten coach quote tweeting me. You know that doesn't happen every day.
0: Okay. Joe, so I got him going five
1: and seven. You're a hater. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Levy's gonna go get pull off six wins.
0: They have a better roster. Something just happened.
1: I knocked my mic out. I was Okay. They have yeah. a better roster. No, they don't. They play they yeah, play in the SEC. They, they
0: play in the SEC. They play in it, A. It doesn't matter. Joe, they got five offensive linemen. Let me tell you this right now. No. Mississippi State's got five offensive linemen that are SEC starting offensive linemen. There's maybe a slight.
1: They're slightly better. I don't think it's like a this team Mississippi State so much better than Michigan State. i disagree with that.
0: They would clap the dog cheeks. Literally, be yeah, a close game. No, it wouldn't. They don't even have a quarterback. Who Mississippi State? Who's their quarterback? They don't. Have, Michigan State doesn't have either lines of scrimmage that are worth a shit.
1: Jeff they have Lebby, a couple I'm bodies. They'll be fine. I'm
0: not worried about quarterback with Jeff Lebby. They got I'm a couple warm. bodies. Okay, whatever. Yeah, they got bodies, warm bodies, but you got to have warm bodies. All
1: right. Say something positive about a non-SEC team once. I, I dare you.
0: Yo, <laughs> you're 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 acting like I don't, I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit. Three and nine. I'm supposed to magically think that they're just going to be better because Jonathan Smith's there. Mississippi State was terrible last year. They the still have been a head State coach. Game. Their head coach died. Okay. Obviously, that's a difference. Joe, they're at the two-yard line about to beat an 11-win team. Michigan State got throttled by everybody. Yeah, because they're
1: uh, – whatever. I, I don't I don't agree. I don't, I don't think that either team is on – one's on better footing than the other. Okay. I think one's got a prove, more proven coach. I mean
0: Mel never mind. Never mind. Don't no, don't do I it. Mean- don't 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 do it. Don't. All right. We Go will on. be back on Monday. Kind of like how Mel Tucker. Nope, nope, nope. So many other okay. Nope. All nope. right. We'll see y'all on Monday. Y'all have a good night. Good show there, Mr. Joe. We'll see uh, y'all Mel Tucker, you dog. Later, guys.